Hello, and welcome to Unwritten Imaginings, where lazy authors talk about story ideas that they'll never get around to writing. New episodes every Sunday. Let us know if you use one of our ideas and we'll give your story a shout out in a subsequent episode. Our ideas are 100% organic and GMO free. In this case, that's a little bit of an asbestos-free cereal line, because I'm not entirely sure how you would genetically modify a uh, an idea, and... Is there such a thing as a non-organic idea? Like, would you be talking about an idea that was astroturfed to the people? I don't understand. But you know what? That's fine. You could definitely put GMOs into your ideas. Like, that sci-fi. <laughs> yeah, but I don't think that's a good idea to lock ourselves out of, you know? Because GMOs are, are great. And sometimes you can... You can tell a story about the the horrors of GMOs, except there are no horrors. GMOs are fine. GMOs are great. I'm I'm pro GMO. Yes, I think we I think we both are. But so far, so far our our ideas are GMO free. <laughs> that is currently a true statement. So we'll we'll yeah. In the future, they may contain GMOs. <laughs> there we go. Uh, hi, I'm Atheo, author of Rune and Metagame. They're wildly different stories. If you pick one up, I don't know if you'll like the other. Hi, I'm Eunice. I wrote Fantasia and Eternosaurus. They're kind of different on the surface, but like, if you really read into anything I write, it's really just very thinly veiled romantic fantasies. I'm not even sure they're really veiled. They're not veiled. They're unveiled. Haha. <laughs> ha. Um, I come up with the episode titles of our podcast, but not the synopses. I'm bad at synopses. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> you know who to blame. Yeah, she uh, she makes me do those to, uh, to torture me, I think, but... They're so bad, it's funny, so I like it. Hey, <laughs> that's fine. <laughs> okay. Today we're doing one of my ideas, and uh, this is kind of along the lines of taking every genre and making it a romance, and in this case, that is mystery. So the premise of my story is your classic guy wakes up, had a head trauma, doesn't remember his life, and... Spends the rest of the, the book, like, figuring out what what his life was. In, in this case, you know, he has, like, a female roommate, which he finds very strange, because why would he have a female roommate? Turns out, like, they were engaged, but uh, the woman decided, you know, not to tell him so that he didn't feel pressured to reciprocate her feelings if he didn't have them anymore. <laughs> Well, I mean, I appreciate her restraint. <laughs> you know, the, none of that forcing you to try to remember type of thing. It's like, oh, if it wasn't meant to be, it wasn't meant to be. So it's kind of like a, a mystery, but also like really cute because it's like falling in love all over again. Yeah, I mean, there is that, but I, I do genuinely appreciate her restraint. That wasn't sarcastic. That's how, That's how people should be, except... They're, they're not like that most of the time. I do have a few questions. For one, mm-hmm. is this just fantasy amnesia where like certain parts of it disappear and then we ignore all the other issues that come with that? Or is this more of a realistic amnesia? 
Um, I didn't really have a preference. I was just thinking, it's the type where you lose your autobiographical memory, but your procedural memory is still intact. Like, all of it? Or just like a period of, I don't know, six years for maximum uh, tragedy? Yeah, I mean, in all of the books I've seen it depicted, it seems to kick in after a significant, like, it, it blocks out a certain period of someone's life. So it would be really tragic if, like, he specifically just forgot everything after he met the woman. <laughs> well, I mean, I would say just before he met her. Yeah, like, he doesn't remember meeting her. He remembers, like, the day before. <laughs> wow, that is absolutely a choice. <laughs> I mean, we can, we, can, we can set it wherever you want. No, I mean, I'm not necessarily against that. I'm just saying that is absolutely a choice that is going to be something that gets remarked on, you know? Yeah, like, it, w- it would psychologically make sense if, like, he forgot someone who he considers a significant event, if that makes sense. I mean, yeah, that, that makes a degree of sense. Um, the, the one thing that I uh, almost want to say at this point is why don't we just make it so he loses specifically all of his memories of her. <laughs> and he remembers everything else? That's... Yes. Absolute disaster. Let's not. That's too sad. And also, like, weird. How could... But, like, what about the memories, like, where she's in them? Like, does he still remember the event happening? No, those go away, too. Oh, okay, well then... Literally anything where she appears, just gone. Okay, then it's functionally the same as everything after he met her. <laughs> they spend a lot of time together. I mean, you don't spend all of your time around your significant other. It's true. Yeah. Like, in some people's cases, it's not even, like, a full half of your time. Yeah, but this this is one of my ideas, so they spend a lot of time together. <laughs> Like an unreasonable amount, apparently. Yes, they spend an unreasonable amount. They spend as much time together as I spend with Lion Mouse. Lion Mouse, <laughs> like, exists in your home and, like, doesn't leave, and neither do you. <laughs> so. Except at work. I mean, yes, basically, other than working, <laughs> they spend all their time together. <laughs> okay, no, that's not important. They can have, like, a regular, non-creepily codependent relationship. That's not codependence. That's just weird, like, new relationship nonsense. Yeah. Except, like, they, they, they kept it up, like, past the honeymoon phase. They just never got sick of each other. You don't need to get sick of somebody to not want to spend all of your time around them. (laughs) Okay. You make me die inside. Okay, it's not my... I'm just that type of person. I'm aware. Like, like all of the unrealistic aspects of relationships that I write in in stories, I would definitely do. (laughs) I mean, I guess. It's just not... It's just not a world that I exist in. I'm sorry. Okay, so we're not going... 
we're not going to do the skipping memories with just her because that's stupid. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't think that's a type of real amnesia. I, I think, the first thing I want to do in that situation is essentially. How many tragedies do we want to stick on to this guy? Like, how many friends did he make? What kind of uh, what kind of life changes did he make? Because, I mean, he probably, like, definitely moved. Um. Is he working somewhere different? Like, that kind of thing? I think it's like, he made the life changes associated with, like, meeting someone and moving in with them with the intent of eventually getting married maybe he has like an engagement ring somewhere in his possessions that he discovers one day and is like what's this for <laughs> i feel like she would have hid that no 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 she like she didn't know that he he had bought it oh okay cuz like yeah they weren't they're not engaged yet but he was like planning on it <laughs> but she didn't know <laughs> That is not the way that a functional relationship works, but you know what? Okay. Like, she's the type of person who doesn't really care about, like, whether you're married or not, like... Okay, but you still need to, like, discuss it before you even, like, think about that. You don't buy the ring without discussing it. What do you mean? Like, in, in case she doesn't like that type of ring, or what? Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> no. Like, like, she... In case it, she's uncomfortable with marriage or doesn't want to, like, put that label on it. Like, I... No, she just... She's completely... Like, she doesn't... She finds it, like, an irrelevant social convention. Like, it doesn't... Like, being married... Yeah, so the engagement ring <laughs> would need to be something that's, like nearly unrecognizable as an engagement ring in that case well no it's not like she she's anti-marriage she's just like it's fine it's like it's just irrelevant so like she would say yes if he proposed but like she was in her mind like the level of commitment is the same then why would you bother well he <laughs> believes in marriage the, the, okay i think you're digging way too much into this this is just supposed to be a plot element. <laughs> that he did. Look, I just don't understand the convention, you know? <laughs> okay, like, let's say they've discussed it, and, like, he he knew that she would be fine either way, because she finds it irrelevant. But, like... Then I'd be okay with it. Okay, there we go. <laughs> but, like, he doesn't remember. Yeah, no, that, that then I'm okay with it. It's just that, like, springing a proposal is... Why? <laughs> Look, outside of ridiculous romance novels, that's a terrible thing, and don't do it to your partner. It wasn't like he was planning on springing it. You can just do a flashback to, like, one day, he was walking down the street, and he saw this in a window, and then he went in, and then he bought it. And then he was like, why did I do... I wasn't even... But then it looked right it looked perfect or something really really corny and he bought it <laughs> like a flashback flashback or a memory flashback a flashback i think okay we need to discuss how much the the reader is aware of what's going on because if you want to do it like well i think there are two ways you can go with it right you can either 
have the reader be like fully aware and him be at least mostly aware of like you definitely have memories missing and things happened in the past that I, I'm not gonna necessarily say unless you unless you specifically ask because you're not the same person so it, it wouldn't be fair to put that on you or you could have the direction that's um that's essentially like it, it kind of for the other character who's like it's kind of painful to be around you as you are right now uh so i'm going to let you figure your stuff out and i will be elsewhere and then there's the sort of route where she's essentially acting like what you don't remember the last week and it's it's actually six years um where where she's acting like the the moving in together is a new thing like i don't think she would actively lie to that extent like she wouldn't pretend I mean, that they'd only it's not just lying she wouldn't pretend like they'd only just moved in together she'd be like it's been it's been a few years okay and but like he would probably ask like why they moved in together and then she'd be like it seemed like a good idea at the time. <laughs> that doesn't... <laughs> what? That sounds like a disaster. And, then, and, like, he gets, like, super suspicious because he's like, I've never had a female roommate in my life. This seems like it would be really awkward. Like, why would I do this? That's... <laughs> and then, like... Just that, like, I've never had a female roommate in my life just... It makes me it makes me sad on the inside a little bit. Well, I mean, it is super disappointing. It, you know, it's just it's one of those societal things. Yeah, I guess. I hate society. <laughs> so, I mean, I I I I hate it more somehow, but also I'm No, no, no. You you hate society less. You hate people more. Oh, yes, it's true. I hate people. It's different. <laughs> yeah. I love people. I hate society. Yeah. Total opposite. Well, I'm not total exactly. opposite. So- society's also stupid because it's made by people. But, <laughs> yeah. Uh, sorry. What were we doing? Okay. So, like, I think she would kind of, like, avoid the issue. But, like, if he straight up... See, I would go with her telling him things that are true but also misleading. Yeah. She'd be like, we were... I'm pretty good at that one. We're, like, really good friends. <laughs> also true. Um, and then, uh, you know, like, he's he's trying to figure out, like, why... Over the past two years, you probably talked to me more than anyone else. But she's, like, you know, hastily moving all his stuff into the guest bedroom and stuff like that. And then... You know, she misses a few things. And it's like, why are my winter sweaters in your closet? <laughs> ah, yes. Winter sweaters. Um, because my closet is bigger. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> there isn't really room in yours. And he's like, hmm. There, there's definitely room. <laughs> there's definitely room. <laughs> and he's like... You know, like, there's certain decorations in the master bedroom that, like... Don't seem like her style. <laughs> yeah, and uh, 
And all, all those pictures are just they're just hidden in a box. Um, where is that box? In the attic, hidden behind I don't know. What's something appropriately tragic? <laughs> to hide pictures behind? Yeah, exactly. Like like she took all the pictures of them that were in the house and just hid it behind something. Something she made for him? That seemed like it would be too much work for just a friend to make for someone else. <laughs> like a I don't know. I don't understand. A quilt? <laughs> a quilt? That doesn't... I mean, that's a lot of work, but it's also, like... I don't understand. What? What's a, what's a tragic item that you could hide pictures under? <laughs> well, I mean, it, it kind of depends, right? Because they, they apparently don't have the kind of relationship where certain options make sense. But there are definitely tragic options that you could go with. Um... But, um... I can't think of something. We can just skip that, then. And then he's trying to figure out, like, why they only have, like, one laundry basket. (laughs) And stuff like that. I feel like she would have been more on the ball than that. Or, like, why one... I don't know. Yeah, like, she... Especially given that amnesia would come from an injury that he would likely, you know... Not instantly be be released from the hospital for... Okay, so, like, yeah. Wakes up in the hospital, doesn't remember her, and then upon questioning, like, they figure out approximately how long he's lost, which is basically the exact amount of time he he knew her. And then, uh, you know, his, his parents and then his childhood best friend go to the hospital to try and like remind him of things whereas the the woman's like telling them like don't don't pressure him to remember me and then she goes home and starts rearranging the apartment yeah i feel like she'd be more on the ball than leaving with one laundry Okay, so she would she would do a pretty good job of like separating everything but like she would forget like one thing just to make it, you know, tragic. <laughs> I don't know. Part of me wants to make it something like super transient so that like as soon as he notices she fixes it and that makes him really suspicious. Like something something really stupid, like I don't know. There there's only one toothpaste tube or something. <laughs> Wait, you can't share a toothpaste tube with a roommate? I guess that's not something. No, you, you, I mean, you can, but like, if they're using different, I guess that would only make sense if they were using different bathrooms, but I don't know how big their house is. I was going to make it an apartment to make it like harder for them to avoid each other. Because, you know, romance. (laughs) Oh, okay. I mean, that works just fine then. But you said there was a guest room. Yeah, it's like a two-bedroom apartment. And they've been using one as like a guest room slash put extra junk in it. I see. And now she has all this extra junk that she has to figure out where to put. <laughs> okay. So there is that. But like how much did he lose at work, I guess? Okay, let's decide what his job is. I think it should just be something where as long as you have your procedural memory, it's it'll be fine. Like, you don't... Know, need the autobiographical memory to proceed. 
I am not entirely sure what all counts as procedural memory, so you're going to have to... Let's just, let's make him, like, a photographer. And then that'll make it even more suspicious that there's, like, no pictures hung up in the apartment. (laughs) I see. (laughs) And he'll be like, wait, I haven't produced, like, any work in the last six years, and then... No, you definitely have. There's just none up in the house right this second. Had to hide every single picture that had a certain person in it, so. (laughs) But not, okay, I guess not all of them. She, like, carefully screens the ones where it looks like, yeah, you know, good friends could be posing like that, and she leaves those. (laughs) (laughs) There's, like, one. There's one. (laughs) And he's like, if we're such good friends, why aren't there more pictures of us? Well, um, she pretends not to like having her picture taken for that reason. Yeah. <laughs> and then in the meantime, there's like a huge stack of, of photos being hidden. Just like in one drawer in the kitchen underneath, <laughs> underneath a cutting board or something. It's an enormous stack of pictures. Yeah. So we do generally have what he lost. How are we going to sort of bring this stuff together into a into a story so i think it depends on which facet of the like if you want to emphasize the mystery then he's gonna have to like you know pick up on a series of clues that don't add up until eventually he just straight up asks her like yo were we in a relationship and she says yes (laughs) or like the way I would do it is like he would just kind of fall in love with her all over again. I like that second one with a hint of the first one. Mm-hmm. So like he, let's say he's made a bunch of changes in his life like in that in that time, right? Mm-hmm. So he's like constantly having to figure out what goes where and who he was talking to and all of that stuff. And as he's sort of doing that, she's essentially always, like, right there with him, helping him and saying, like, and, and essentially confirming things when he figures them out uh, based on, the, on, like, on the mystery style, right? Yeah. And then as soon as he loop, loops back around to his, like, personal or dating life, she's like, well, you're going to have to figure that out for yourself because it's a, it's a whole new thing because you are uh, your, your own person right now so that's like that's a, actually like a really good first clue i guess mm-hmm. where it's like okay so everything else she's willing to help me try and get back to where i was or at least understand where i was but when it comes to this interpersonal stuff uh <laughs> yeah and then he just you know kind of chalks it up to her being kind of just the type of person who doesn't really talk about relationships. At first. At first. <laughs> um, and then, you know, like, he just starts, like, noticing things about her that he likes. And then, you know, if you want to make it really corny, just, like, have it, like, parallel to the way he fell in love with her the first time. Okay. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> and then, like, you know, occasionally, if it becomes too deja vu, like, she has to, like, escape and, like, go cry in a corner for a little bit because she really misses 
She really misses him. In a corner that's not in the house. <laughs> in some other corner owned by some other person. So I was like, excuse me, you should go somewhere and cries for an hour and comes back. <laughs> Alright. Oh man. I, I think that's actually I think that's actually kind of interesting in that like you just have the whole mystery plotline and then the super mystery plotline. <laughs> What do you mean super? For the mystery plotline, you can expect to get answers every once in a while. With the super mystery plotline, no answers. No answers. And like half the story is told in flashback. <laughs> and then, uh, I guess we have to decide Ooh. whether he regains his memory. I, ha- I had an idea. Yeah. I had an idea. It's, it's not like a, like a good idea, but it's an idea. So... All of the stuff that's told in the present is told from our main character's point of view. All of the stuff that's like a flashback is told from his, uh, should we just call her his former fiance? Because like they, they were close to it, I guess. Sure. I mean, you can, you can call her his girlfriend, significant other, we could name her. <laughs> Imagine giving a character a name. No. Not on this show. No, no, no. That, that locks them in too much to the personality. We'll let, we'll let the writer decide. Exactly. But all of the flashbacks are told from her point of view exclusively. Mm-hmm. And then it, it skips to a scene where she's crying in a corner. <laughs> oh, man. So much crying in a corner. Um, I mean... And yet she prefers it to the alternative. Oh. Wait, what's the alternative? Uh, telling him and having him go and having him maybe decide not to stick around her. Well, I mean, <laughs> it's like she's not... I didn't say it was a reasonable fear. She's not not telling him because she's afraid he'll leave her. Yeah, I know. She's not telling him because she's just not a garbage person. Yeah, she just doesn't want to make this whole traumatic thing harder for him. Even though it's making it way harder for her. Because <laughs> she's basically grieving the, lo- the loss of a relationship that... Uh... The other party doesn't even remember. Yeah, that's been on for years. And then, but like also like being constantly jabbed by a reminder of that relationship in, in the form of the body of the person she loves. <laughs> That doesn't sound uh, <laughs> super traumatic and masochistic at all. No? No, uh, no siree. Oh, yeah. That's not to say I disagree with it. It's probably the good choice here. Yeah, if you're not a selfish bastard, it's the right thing to do. I've thought about it. <laughs> uh-huh. Why have you thought about it exactly? <laughs> what, you, you never watch a romantic comedy and be like, these are garbage people. That's not how you do it. Well, I mean, I don't watch romantic comedies, and comedies where the people are garbage people essentially get me to, you know, shut off and not care. Well, no. What you do is you watch them, call them garbage, and then come up with your better version, and then write that. Or in my case... Yeah, but that would involve, like, watching them all the way through. Like, there's a certain type of thing that I can watch entertained while drunk. Uh, But... Bad comedy and comedy about bad people is not one of them. Usually it's just stuff that, that 
was really poorly written. I, I think about a lot of hypothetical situations and what I would do in them, and, and this is one of them. But it's not, like, special. I, I've also thought about the best way to get away with murder. Uh, not that... I mean, there are plenty of good ways. Really, it just depends on giving them probable, like, reason to look for certain things. Um, I've also thought about how many times you should uh, open and close a fridge compared to just leaving it open while getting multiple items out of it to conserve energy. You know, my mind is a, a wandering place. I see, I see. And uh, in case the listeners are curious, I made my engineer friend calculate it, and you can leave your fridge open for about 30 seconds before it uses more electricity than opening and closing it twice. <laughs> because that's, the, of course, the most important thing. Okay, so <laughs> moving on. We have to decide whether he regains his memories. I would just say no. Okay. Or at least not in any exceedingly meaningful form. Like, maybe he gets flashes here and there, um, but he, he never, like, gets it all back. Or, essentially, his old memories sometimes cause him to have, like, a like deja vu, but they never cause him to, like, fully remember anything, is what I was going to say. Oh, okay. Um, and, like, he never had deja vu before. At all. Okay. So. Yeah. I mean... You know, if if you as a writer want to make him remember it, it should be after he gets back together with the love interest. Otherwise, it defeats the the journey that they've gone through. <laughs> or if not gets together, then at least, like, very close. Yeah. Because, you know... Because if it just gets his memory back and then they get back together, that's kind of... Uh, yikes. Because, you know, like, I kind of advertise it as a mystery, but obviously this is actually a very, very corny love story about how these two individuals will always fall in love again. (laughs) That's certainly a choice. Because they're meant for each other. (laughs) Fucking... I don't believe it's soulmates. It's not about soulmates. They weren't designed for each other. They just happen to be perfect for each other. It happens. Yeah, I don't believe in that either, but, you know. Well. That's fine. I believe. It's fake. Well, I. Other people lie. Well, I can't say I believe that it actually happens. I But I believe that it could happen. <laughs> uh-huh. Okay. It's like, you know, the same as... It's possible that all the air molecules in your room could go into the far corner for long enough to you, for you to suffocate. It's not going to happen. No, it's no, it's not. But it could theoretically. No, <laughs> no, it couldn't. the the pos- The probability of it happening is less than would occur in the entire until the heat death of the universe. But the probability is not zero. <laughs> I'm fairly certain that the probability is, is in fact zero. No, no, no. It's not zero. It's but it's it's so small that it would not happen, in the entire like possible time span of the universe. Um, I'm gonna go ahead and round that down to zero. 
Yes, but no. Also, you have density and mix issues that, like, make that even less... No, no, you don't have... There's just no you way! You don't have to make it less likely. I'm, I'm telling you, it's, like, not gonna happen. But the probability is not zero. The same way that you could meet someone who's romantically perfect for you. Like, perfect. But, like, probably not, because, you know, none of people. <laughs> I figure that that would be an even lower percentage, you know, just given that there are fewer people than there are. No, no, I think it's still less likely that all of the molecules of air would move into the far corner of the room and suffocate you. <laughs> yeah, but you know, what if your person, what if your perfect person died before you were ever born, you know? So really, mm-hmm. I'm just going to say that the probability of both rounds down to zero. And I don't think that's possible. I genuinely don't. Well, clearly you haven't studied physical chemistry because there are equations and... I have too much experience with physical chemistry already and I don't have that much. Okay. The point is, it's not zero. It's just very close to zero. (laughs) It's just like... I guess. Like, to, you know, like, to the power of negative I don't even know what... But, like, very, 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 very small. Unreasonably small. Okay, we're getting completely off topic. <laughs> yeah, because you brought up, like, just randomly suffocating by probability. Well, you're the one... <laughs> you started it with by saying it's not gonna happen. The point is, I write improbable things. I don't write impossible things. <laughs> Improbable things are fine. I just legitimately do not believe that the the existence that you have mentioned exists. Okay. But, you know, our characters don't have to exist. They just have to possibly exist. They don't even need to possibly exist, let's be honest here. I just I just don't like you you assuming that like in all timelines these people if they meet. You know, I was going to say that in a really crass way, but <laughs> That's fine. Don't be crass. They love each other. Yeah. That's not mutually exclusive with something crass. Just don't ruin my my pure romance. (laughs) Okay. You're the only romance author who just, you know, decides not to interact in in the way that most romance uh, novels tend to. Uh, Actually, there's an entire genre called clean romance. I, I mean... I wasn't aware that it was a genre. Oh, it's on Amazon. Like, it's its own genre. Amazon, yes. The arbiter of books. Yes. I mean, they, they're currently, you know... They currently are. That, that wasn't a lie. They are, in fact, the current arbiter of books. It's not really a good thing, but it is a true thing. Yeah. Anyways, moving back on to the story <laughs> that we were supposed to be talking about. Okay, we're gonna have to edit a lot of this out. <laughs> Yeah, screw that. They can they can listen to the distraction. We were going somewhere with it. It wasn't somewhere like good, but somewhere. So you know. You know, and near so, the end, you could have the guy pull out the ring, and he's like, "I think I know what this is," and then he like proposes. That I, no, that actually sounds. That actually sounds like a really really nice way to and like to just cut the story. And. And then they... Like, you have them fully redevelop the romance, right? And then, like, right at the end, he's like, so really early on, 
when I lost my memory, after I lost my memory, I found something in, I don't know, wherever he found it. A pocket. And maybe the, maybe the past me was a different person, but I think he left me a gift because I think I finally figured out what this is. And then he brings it out and you, you end the whole story. Yeah. <laughs> because, you know, corny endings are the best. <laughs> Absolutely. Like, look, if you're gonna if you're going to commit to something as like corny and silly romantic as this is, you need to end it that way. You need to just commit. Like if you do it half assed, it'll feel half assed. But if you just push the corn into people's faces just really, really hard, it comes across as sincere. <laughs> exactly. I'm not even against it. Like, come on. Okay, you just want them to feel like they're drowning in cotton candy. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, All right. Okay. So that's our story. We have the main characters. There's no real conflict because... Uh, I mean, there's, there's sort of a conflict, but it's not a conflict between uh, person and other person or person and organization or anything. It's like man versus self. It's a <laughs> no. It's more of like a man versus circumstance. Okay. Uh, so like versus world, I guess. Uh, I I should remember this actually, but I don't. And uh, you know, all boils down to an extra corny romance. So uh, exactly boils down to it was that the whole time. Yeah. Come on. So if you're, we've done a lot of romance stuff in the last few episodes. We have. But uh, they're different. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm going to be honest. You're on this show, so it's not like I was expecting something different. I come up with interesting magic ideas, but then I just write romances. <laughs> yes. You're also the master of accidental foreshadowing. Yes. In case everybody doesn't know, accidental foreshadowing is where you write a lot of, like, flavor text and then, after the fact, decide that that item you described is actually going to foreshadow an event that you didn't come up with until after you'd already written and published that first scene. (laughs) It's really an incredible skill for uh, web fiction writers to have. Yeah. Especially web serial. It gives the readers the impression that you are, like, a master of your craft and have been planning the story arcs, like, tens of chapters in advance, when in actuality, you didn't. (laughs) Unfortunately, I don't have that uh, accidental foreshadowing skill. I have to rely on my purposeful foreshadowing skill. And then it it, uh, it leads to the readers doing, like, in-depth speculation about, like, what's going to happen in the future of your story. And then as a web fiction author, you can just, like, you know... Steal their ideas. Yeah, like, creep in on the comments and be like, hmm, that, that sounds good. Or, like, hmm, a little bit like that, but with a little bit of a tweak. And then... It, it it just gener- it just self-perpetuates into this whole like thing where I'm like a writer who has this like comprehensive story <laughs> with a plot despite the lack of a plot. You just ended up there. Yeah. But it all like it all works out somehow. 
it's pretty magical when it works out. Sometimes it might be a disaster. Uh, I haven't hit a disaster yet. I mean, maybe that's just your slow update speed, but it's not like we'll ever know. So uh, if you liked this idea, email us at listeners at unwrittenimaginings.com. Yes. I've been meaning to start social media, but like... I think I'm going to ask, have to ask somebody who has a uh, better experience with that kind of thing to walk me through it. Yeah. Imagine us with social media. Um, I don't even have an account. You know, as I've said before, my Instagram account is dedicated to Lion Mouse. So you can follow that if you want. A little Lion Mouse. L-I-L underscore L-I-O-N-M-O-U-S-E. But uh, we, d- we don't have a podcast social media presence right now. I, I don't have any social media presence, but uh, particularly not a podcast one. If uh, you or someone you know wants to be a guest on our podcast, email us at guests at unwrittenimaginings.com. If you'd like to support the show, you can do so by rating it on iTunes or any other site that it's on that it can be rated on, which I don't know what other sites those are, but we can probably look that up. You can share us with a friend that you think would like our uh, our show. Okay. And then we'll we'll see you next week. See you next week. Bye.